Hello there and welcome back to yet another episode, another episode of James Williams Coaching, episode 30-something, should have checked that before I started. Anyway, on with the show today. Uh, we're going to be talking about how to work with overpriced properties, how to uh, reduce the price or realign the price, as I would say, of, of properties, uh, and how to work with overpriced vendors and, and their high expectations. Um, all meaning pretty much the same thing, but just wanting to clarify the topic. So without further ado, let's jump straight into it. Um, here are some tips uh, which I think will be beneficial and if you apply them directly into your business, it will certainly help you move that stock. The first thing to think about is why vendors don't want to drop the price of the property. Now it sounds obvious, um, but it's not as obvious as you would think. Obviously they want more money, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, throughout my years of experience, what I've found is that a lot of the time vendors don't want to drop the price of the property because they don't believe the agent. Now that might be hard uh, to, to believe yourself, but just because you think they like you, just because you get along well with them, you're still working against the stereotype of you know, 20, 30 plus years um, of, of real estate agents who you know, the stereotype in regards to pricing is that they over, over promise a price and they beat the, the vendors over the head to try to get the price down and get a quick sale. Uh, you know, when you hear a vendor say, and, and I'm sure if you've sold enough properties, you would have heard this before, um, you know, we're in no hurry, we're in no hurry, we're happy to wait around. What they're really saying there, in my opinion, quite a lot of the time is, sorry, buddy, we don't believe you. See, they know you get paid the same if you sell the property in one day or in 50 days or 300 days. So um, obviously they're thinking you're trying to get the quick sale, um, which obviously isn't or hopefully isn't the case. But the reason why that's important is we need to understand the stereotype because when we understand the stereotype, now we can do something to work against it and change their opinion. So that's the first thing, why vendors don't necessarily want to drop the price. But the, the other aspect of that as well is that I think that as, as, as agents, sometimes we don't have enough empathy for their situation. Um, you know, they, they've they're advertising at a price. When a vendor is advertising 1.1 million for their home, um, they're in their brain, they start to settle into that figure. They, they feel like that's what they're gonna sell their house for. And then we come in there and tell them to drop it, $50,000. Well, let's have some empathy for that because if somebody came up to me and told me I was just about to lose 50 grand, I probably wouldn't take it too well either and would be um, you know, quite against the idea. So. I think we need to have more empathy for them. We need to understand why they don't want to drop it in the first place. And then uh, the next thing that we need to stop doing is, is telling them what they have to do. I hear this mistake over and over again when I run through role play or dialogues or I hear it out in the field and agents telling vendors, you need to take this. The, the, the moment that we realize and we appreciate that it's their house, that they can do whatever they want with it, um, that our job is to, to provide them with recommendations based on fact and our experience um, and anything outside of that is, is their call. The moment that we respect that, we get some power back because nobody likes being told what to do. And when somebody tells somebody what to do, whether it's in real estate or, or just in life in general, quite often people want to do the opposite. So. 
Those first few things are really, really important. Uh, not telling them what to do so they actually are open to our suggestions. Um, understanding the stereotype of real estate agents and why they may not believe you. Um, and, and, and then obviously the, the next big issue is agents promising vendors a price in the first place. Uh, any agents that work with me know I'm, I'm a firm believer that you should never promise a price. You should promise a process that will get vendors the highest price possible. Um, and vendors quite often will go out there and say, yeah, look, I think we can get you, you know, 900,000 or I think we can get you this amount. Um, and then two weeks later, they're saying, oh, we need to drop it 40 grand. And the vendor's going, well, hang on a second, buddy. We went with you because you said that you could get this much. So I, I would never uh, promise a price. I always let the market, you know, I'd, I'd say that the market will price your property. A property is worth what somebody's prepared to pay for it. You know, we'll look at these comparable sales and we'll see where they may be indicating value. And that's how we'll potentially arrive at, a, at, a, at, a, at a, an advertised price. But I would never say, I think we can get you this. Because I've discovered throughout my experience selling is you never know what you can get them. Sometimes, you know, it's a lot more, sometimes it's a lot less. So stop promising them a price because that's very difficult to work back from when you're trying to realign it. Uh, the next little key thing there is, is it's a very small dialogue. I'm not going to give you the scripts and dialogues here in the free podcast. You've got to contact us at, at JW Coaching to get that sort of stuff. But I will tell you one thing. Stop saying reduce and start saying realign. Um, it's just a, a, the way that the human mind reacts to those two words is very, very different. So what we're at now is where, you know, we're not telling the vendors um, to drop the price. We're appreciating the stereotype against agents um, and realizing why they may not want to. We've got more empathy for them and we're not telling them what to do. Now we're actually at the process of, of how can we, uh, you know, run this system. And, and I've got a very specific vendor management system, which... Uh, you know, I think it can reduce a lot of agents' days on market by half, certainly did with me and lots of agents that I've coached. And there's a few little things that I'm going to give you there, a um, few little freebies for you. The first thing is you need to contact your vendors daily while your property is live on the market. Now, I've, I've said this in front of enough people to know that there'd be a few people listening going, what daily? You're crazy. That's ridiculous. Um, hear me out. What's the biggest complaint about real estate agents? that you never hear from them, right? Vendors don't think you do that much work. Unfortunately, a lot of vendors think you sort of rock up at the open inspection, uh, you know, you call the buyers back um, sometimes and then you rock up at the next open. They don't know everything that you're doing. And so, you know, when you call them after two or three weeks asking for that price realignment, they're thinking, well, you know, what work have you done here? So that's the first thing. The biggest complaint is that they never hear from you. Um, I mean, these, these are unrelated to the price realignment now, but what's the last thing your vendor sees before they leave their house in the morning as they drive out their gate? It's their signboard and they're thinking, you know, what's my agent doing to get my property sold? Um, and when your vendor calls you at three in the afternoon and, and uh, you know, you see their number pop up on your phone, what do you think? What do you think, uh, you know, what have I done? What have I forgotten to do? So you contact them every day, but what this does is it fills up the emotional piggy bank and, and you're keeping them posted of every little bit of information that you've got. Now, what do you tell them if you've got nothing to tell them? Well, that's when it's most important that you're contacting them. It's important that you're telling them you've got nothing to tell them. So this is a process uh, which moves into what I'm going to talk about next, which is shifting the pain. And it's something that agents don't nearly do enough. 
You know, I think that a big issue with the reason why properties uh, stay on the market and in the end don't sell for, for a, you know, the, the, the potential maximum price that they could have is because agents are sheltering vendors from the truth. We become their best friends or their you know, good friends and we don't want to hit them where it hurts. You know, I remember doing this when I first started selling houses and the vendors would come back from the open with puppy dog eyes looking up at me thinking, oh, how did it go? You know, how did it go? And you know, they'd put out the, the snacks or baked the cake and got the house looking perfect. And I didn't have the heart to tell them that we had five buyers through that all thought it was $30,000, $40,000 overpriced. So I sort of, you know, would, uh, shelter them from it. Oh, you know, it went all right. Fingers crossed. I'll call the buyers back. And when really I had an obligation, I had a fiduciary duty to, to tell these vendors uh, that, you know, we, our feedback was here. Now, because I don't do that, because I, you know, tell them everything's okay, or I shelter them from the truth, in three or four weeks time, when I call them up and I say, hey, we need to catch up. And I ask for that price realignment. They're like, where did this come from? They're not in the mental position we're in. They haven't experienced the pain. So what we need to be doing is shifting the pain. When you receive any negative feedback about the property, the vendors need to know this. Um, you receive a, you know, anything, whether it's through an email, an inquiry, or through a show through or an offer, like you need to be directly relaying this to the vendors um, as, as often as possible, hopefully on a daily basis. But shifting that pain consistently sometimes actually gets the vendors coming to you because they're sick of hearing it or at least they're in the right mind frame and they're thinking, hey, we need to do something now. Rather than you telling them it's overpriced, it's the market telling them it's overpriced. So it's not a matter of whether or not they believe you, it's factual information. So shifting the pain, absolutely imperative. Um, there is something uh, which is called a set to sell meeting, which is a meeting that will uh, run before we go live to the marketplace where you know, part of that meeting is explaining that you will be telling them good, uh, bad or great feedback throughout the process. And having this conversation early on um, provides you with the, the comfortability and confidence to be able to relay this information. If not, you're sort of, you know, you don't want to be the bad guy. Uh, and then the final little piece of gold for you, um, I'm giving you heaps here, hopefully you're taking some notes, is nobody likes being told what to do. And the mistake time and time again that agents make is telling a vendor that they have to do something. You have to drop the price. The vendors don't have to do anything. So the way to get around this, and this is very valuable in all areas of life, in sales, um, is providing people with two options or three options. And you know, the psychology behind this, um, I'm not gonna go too far into it in this, in this obviously free coaching, but I'll give you something here is that uh, when you provide somebody with two options and one option's stupid and one option's smart, but you let them know it's up to them and they can do whatever they wanna do and you'll support them in that decision, it's a lot more powerful than just telling them to, do the, uh, to go with the smart option. So, you know, saying, hey, look, we can stay on the market. Uh, we can stay there. We, we won't realign the price where we're getting very close to being, you know, 21 days on the market and, and we're getting to that point. We're going to lose competition, um, which means we're going to lose power in negotiation and interest in buyers. But we can hope. We can hope that a buyer comes out of nowhere and, and pays us this figure where um, the feedback has been nowhere near. But hey, I, we can do that. And that's an option. And if you want to keep going to opens, I'll back you in. 
You know, the other option is that we have a look at this offer, which is um, you know, not where you want it to be, but in relation to the market feedback. Uh, it's, it's, it's an excellent offer, and I'm confident knowing that we've extracted the highest price in the current marketplace. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, it's your call. It's up to you. What do you want to do? So the power of giving people two options, um, you, should, you should trial it and you know, role play it first, sweat and practice, don't bleed in battle. But the power of giving people two options um, rather than telling them what to do is sometimes uh, what will actually get them to make that right decision. So there are some really uh, important key things. Let's just quickly go over them. You know, why vendors don't want to drop the price. Uh, don't promise them a price in the first place. Have some empathy for their situation. Stop telling them what they have to do. Provide them with two options. Um, have daily vendor contact and concentrate on constantly shifting pain from the marketplace. Now, um, I have got a handful, probably 10 or 20 excellent price realignment dialogues which are so effective and are the difference between getting that price realigned and not. Um, and uh, I'm more than happy to have a chat to you about that. If you want to contact us, you can contact us at james at jwcoaching.com.au. I would love to hear from you, but if not, I hope that that's been helpful. Um, I hope that you, uh, you know, are able to realign that price, reinvigorate the marketplace, get that property sold, and remembering that really, in real estate, you've got the first 30 days to do that. So you, you need to act very, very quickly. But hey, hopefully this has been a helpful episode. I'll see you very soon for another episode of James Williams Coaching.